welcome to the Empower Her podcast. I'm Deanna, an ex-corporate manager turned certified coach, empowering you to create the life of your dreams. My goal is to guide you and support you in understanding what you really want in life, what steps to take to get there, and learn to actually enjoy the ride. Whether you are climbing the corporate ladder, a stay-at-home parent, or an entrepreneur, I coach you on how to believe you are worthy of a balanced, happy, and energetically positive life in work and at home. My goal in this podcast is to help you recognize patterns, implement change, and use your energy for positivity within yourself and your own life. I believe you don't have to suffer in this lifetime. You can create a life on your terms based on what you want regardless of what that looks like. It is about reframing your beliefs, letting go of negative thoughts, and looking at your life as a set of opportunities there for you. I'm so excited to get started. everyone. I hope you're having an amazing week. I just wanted to remind you that I have two new products available to you if you feel called to really transform your life and make a massive change. My first program is Lifestyle Design, which is a three-month one-to-one program designed to help you redesign and create your dream life. In this program, you will learn to set boundaries, say no, create morning and evening routines, learn to actually take lunch breaks, have time for yourself, and rest. What a concept. And you will learn to do all of this while still getting everything done that matters, okay? Because it is absolutely possible to design your dream life and still be productive in the things that you want. My next product and program that I have is VIP one-to-one coaching. Now, this is a six-month immersive program. This is for those of you who are serious in making a massive transformation, both in your mindset and in the goals that you're working on. So whether you want a new job, new career, you want to up-level in your career, you want to change careers, become more successful and abundant, I'm going to guide you in the six months to completely reprogramming your mind and your beliefs, help you feel calmer, help you feel less anxiety, and exceed all of your goals with ease. We are going to do it together. So if either of these programs feel like a calling for you, you've wanted to work with a coach, someone that has experience in the industry, has done all the mindset work, has all the tools, then go to coachdeannadebolt.com and you can find both lifestyle design and VIP coaching there and there's applications. Make sure to grab your spot today. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Empower Her podcast. So for numerology people, this is the 11th episode on the 22nd. If you divide 22 by 2, it's 11. 11 is my favorite number, so I'm taking this as a good sign. We are happy over here, loving 11, all of the things. It has been a little bit of a crazy couple weeks. The weather is just not my best friend. Listen, as a Cali girl, I grew up in California. This shit of like, you know, 30, 20, 25 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, it's zero degrees Celsius or minus. This is not for me. I was not made for this. The universe did not create me to thrive in these sorts of environments. Okay. But 
I'm doing my best. She's doing her best. I'm doing all the nervous system regulation, the mindset work, being positive, you know, just waiting for spring. I love spring. Can't wait till March, especially when the time changes, all of the things. I wanted to give you all a little update because I talked about a few weeks ago and also on the newsletter about how I've made some changes in my energy since the new year of like how I'm what I'm putting my energy towards basically and like how I'm putting it towards different parts of work and how I basically split up my five days of the work week and sort of energy. I'm going to call it energy blocking. I energy blocked it. I put certain types of energy for each day, which coordinate to different types of tasks that I'm going to be doing each day. This has been game changing for me. Game changing. I feel so much more calm. I get more done in less time. It has just been so great. Even little things like, you know, I edit my TikTok videos, right? And, you know, I put captions on my videos and I put different titles on them throughout. And even just breaking that up of like doing them at different times, different days, my newsletter, I'll write my newsletter and then I'll edit it the next day. Just the energy I've really been looking at, okay, what are all the tasks that I'm doing in the day, in the week? And what are the ones that are similar to each other, right? What are creative tasks? What are analytical tasks? You know, then I have my one-to-ones that I do with my coaching clients, you know, all the things and just really breaking it up. And even if you're not a coach, even if you don't have your own business, if you work in corporate, I know it's a little harder because obviously, you know, you're working for someone else, so you have to do certain things, but you can even break it up, whether it's like doing emails and analytical work at a certain time, then you have maybe Fridays as your creative days when you work on your creative projects and limit your emails or your meetings. And then Wednesday's meeting day, you know, there are ways that you can format this to your life. So just take an audit. It's just my recommendation. Take an audit. See, you know, kind of where your energy is, what you want to do, what works best for you. And I guarantee that it's going to help you. It's been life changing for me. I, I swear it's life changing. I also have a manifestation that I've been manifesting since last October, and it looks like that's going to come to fruition as well. I'm not going to share the details about it. I will once it's there and I'll talk about it, but I am so excited and I just love seeing my manifestations come to fruition. It's just, it's the best feeling ever. And to anyone that, you know, has manifestations that they're manifesting, they haven't come to fruition yet it's going to happen. It will happen. You know, manifesting things is not about deciding when it's going to happen. That's up to the universe, God, whatever you believe in. It's about believing that it's going to happen, right? I believed that this manifestation was going to happen. I've been planning it since I've been, I've really been planning it since like last end of summer, but I actually made the vision board and all of it in October and it's supposed to happen in the spring. So I'm really excited about it. But you know, that's going to be six months from when I did the vision board, right? So that's just something to consider. Keep in mind, I know it can be stressful. I was just talking about this with a client this week of, you know, something she's manifesting and is she doing something wrong? No, it's not about doing anything wrong, right? It's not about that at all. You just have to let go of the timeline of when it's going to happen. And if you haven't listened to the episode about kind of human design and what type of manifester you are, I would definitely listen to that because that has a lot to do with it. Since I found out that I'm a passive manifester and I really just have to let my manifestations go after I've like declared them to the universe, 
that's made such a difference too because I'm not stressing about it all the time. So that's my little life update, quick little things going on. I'm super excited about, you know, kind of hopefully getting towards the end of winter. But again, like if you don't feel like starting fresh this winter, if you don't feel like setting new goals, it is totally okay. Winter is about resting. The spring equinox is really the start of the astrological new year. We've talked about this. So don't put pressure on yourself. Do the best you can. This is the time of year when we need to rest more, eat more, all the things, fuel your body with whatever feels good and take it one day at a time, okay? You don't need to do the most right now. So last week we had a corporate episode that I talked about and y'all really loved that. So I thought we could kind of continue the theme this week and talk about another kind of corporate topic, which is all about boundaries, routines, and saying no. Basically, how to do this all the right way when you work a nine-to-five at a corporate company. I talked last week about kind of my career trajectory in corporate and what I did. I had a really hard time with boundary setting, right? Like I could not say no for the longest time. And yeah, I was young. I started in corporate when I was 22. I had a lot more energy. I didn't really... I knew generally what I wanted, but of course, like I wanted to try new things and I'm so glad I did. Like I would, if I could go back, I would do it all the same because I just really said yes to everything. And there was a time and a place for that, right? But now in my thirties, like we're not, we're not saying yes to everything. I don't have the time and energy for that. I generally know what I want. And now I'm taking aligned action. So again, there's nothing wrong with that when you're young, when you're starting out, right? But having those boundaries is really important. You know, I talked a lot about, and I always talk a lot about how in corporate I had a lot of issues with anxiety and stress, and that was more towards the end and, you know, all the pressure that was there. And I obviously wasn't really happy in my role anymore, but you know, those things are real and it's really important to not be a chronic people pleaser and to not say yes to everything. You know, again, I loved the political game. I loved it until I didn't, you know, but it served me while it did. And I realized that, you know, that wasn't anymore. I loved, you know, my job. I loved my team, but boundaries were crossed and having those routines and creating them and maintaining them is absolutely essential. If you want to be happy long-term, not just in corporate, but literally in any part of your life. So Today, I really want to talk about how you can set those boundaries, how you can say no. I have specific scripts for you and also routines as well. I'm going to post two TikTok videos this week, one about an ideal morning routine, one about an ideal night routine, kind of like broken up by time as well. So definitely go to my TikTok at Coach Deanna um, DeBolt if you want to look at that and kind of see you know, what those breakdowns are. So basically in terms of routines, right, like this is super, super important and I believe having a routine actually allows for more freedom. And whenever I work with clients, one of the first things I always ask, I'm like, okay, do you have a morning and a night routine, right? If you don't, we need to start with that. Like we need to start with that because it just sets the foundation for your day to start and then your night routine sets the foundation for sleep, which then sets the foundation for your whole next day. So it's just really, really important. It's important because you get me time. You know exactly what to look forward to. Having a morning and a night routine allows you to have enough time for everything that you want to do and also start and end your day on a good note. It keeps you really accountable for all those things that you want. So in general, what do I recommend to have in a morning routine? 
definitely some sort of nervous system regulation exercise. So this could be something like orienting. It could be meditation, EFT tapping. There are many different nervous system regulation exercises that you can do. Google them. TikTok has a lot of really great ones. Just do one that really resonates with you. The next thing is mindset work. So mindset work, not to be confused with nervous system regulation, is different. Mindset work is something like journaling, visualization, affirmations. This is where we're changing the way your brain thinks versus nervous system regulation is calming your nervous system and your stress response. Okay, So I recommend one of each of those things and it can be just five minutes. It doesn't need to be a whole thing. I will share with you my routine in a second, but again, it doesn't need to be crazy. Next thing I recommend is no phone for the first 30 minutes or if you can, one hour after waking up. So let's say you have your alarm set, you turn your alarm off, you don't look at your phone. When my alarm goes off, it like automatically takes it off of sleep mode. So I will quickly, before I even like see any notifications, just quickly put it on do not disturb. So you can do that. Um, I think if you have it on do not disturb instead of sleep, it will also keep your notifications off. But that's definitely something I recommend. If you're someone that like pulls your phone out the second you open your eyes, just start with five minutes, then do 10 minutes and 15 minutes, work your way up. Your morning routine should also include time for you to get ready, time for you to eat if you like to eat in the morning, and also give you a few extra minutes. I always like to add buffer time because you never know what could happen. You know, I'm trying to put my hair in a bun and it's not cooperating or, you know, I burnt the first piece of toast so I got to do another one, right? Always have the buffer time. So here is my morning routine. I wake up and again, no phone for the first like 30 minutes to 60 minutes, depending on. I wake up. The first thing I do is I tongue scrape. I brush my teeth because in Ayurveda, that's really important. And I do like to go by that. I then get dressed, put something on. I'm in sweats normally since I work from home. So I'll put sweats on. I will open the shades and then I will sit down and I will do my mindset work and nervous system regulation. Right now I'm doing EFT tapping. So I will do EFT tapping either just in general with anxiety. I am someone that has high anxiety in general, although my anxiety levels have just been so great the last year since I've been doing this. Or I will do if like I have some sort of limiting belief that day or something I'm worried about, I will EFT tap to that specific thing. And then I will journal. I will journal. I will just free journal and just write whatever comes to mind, whatever I'm thinking, maybe how I slept, something I'm worried about, etc. Then I will get up. I will make the bed. I will just make sure everything looks good and organized. And then I will go eat breakfast. I'm someone that literally wakes up starving. So I eat breakfast. Um, usually I have some sort of eggs. I try to prioritize high protein in my breakfast because that's how I feel good. My blood sugar drops easily. So I just have something high protein, maybe a breakfast burrito, eggs on a bagel, something along those lines. And then I will have my breakfast, eat it, and then I will maybe do a little bit of social media time. And then depending on if it's 
I will usually go to the gym after or I may start working. But typically, I like to move my body every day and I do prefer to do that before I start working. So I will either go to the gym if I want to do that, if I have a class or if I'm just going, you know, to do weights or whatever. Or if it's like a non-gym day, I will go for a walk. And then after I get home, I will shower. I will do my skincare routine, put on probably my same pair of sweats I had on previously, and then I will start my work day. And that is my morning routine. Of course, like if you work in corporate, maybe you might not have the exercise portion. You'll just start working. But as you saw in this, like I made time for everything. Now for a nighttime routine, I recommend starting to wind down one or two hours before you go to bed. Two would be ideal. No phone and turn off notifications. Again, this is just really, really important and crucial to be able to wind down. Your phone, the TV, your laptop all has blue light and blue light is meant to keep you awake. So in the morning, blue light is okay, but at night, blue light really can disrupt your sleep. So you can minimize it. I wear blue light glasses. I wear them all day but especially at night and that's super super helpful I used to get really bad headaches from looking at my screen all day since obviously my type of job like I do need to look at my screen blue light glasses are amazing and then I will do some sort of nervous system regulation for me what regulates my nervous system at night is reading and then I sometimes do a hypnosis as well if I feel like it I'm doing a program right now so I have been doing the hypnosis but nervous system regulation reading something like that is really really great mindset work is also something you can do as well it can be as easy as just like saying out loud or in your head three things that you're grateful for right like that's a really good nervous system mindset sort of work that you can do. In terms of my nighttime routine, I live with my partner, so it does depend on that. But we typically eat dinner anywhere from 6 to 8 p.m., just depending on our schedules. Then we will kind of wind down. We like to watch shows together at night if I don't have any coaching calls, which lately I have been, you know, kind of making sure I don't. But having a um, kind of winding down watching a show and then about an hour before we want to go to bed at 10 for me that's when I go into bed and I read so that's when I make sure you know I put on my magnesium cream and um, put crit lotion on my hands and I lay in bed and then that's when I'm reading phone is off and I'll probably read for like 45 minutes to an hour depending on how tired I am when I start to feel really sleepy that's when I turn like close my book and then turn the light off. I really try to do that because I'm really trying to listen to my body and see what my body needs more than anything. So that's an example of something. But the goal is, is, you know, kind of just to see what works for you and then make that I prioritize a priority. You want to make sure that you're starting your day and ending your day for you and not for anyone else. The mistake that I see so many people make is they wake up like, let's say they work from home at 9am. And I did this too, by the way, like when we started in 2020 with the pandemic, I was like, oh, work from home all the time. I'll just wake up, you know, 845 or 830 when I started work at nine. It was so stressful to me because I was like, okay, I have to start work in like 20 minutes and I haven't eaten breakfast. I haven't done anything but the emails are coming in oh my god I woke up just to start working like it literally is signaling to yourself that you're you're waking up to work rather than waking up to live your life and then work is just another part of your day 
right? So I always recommend to wake up like two hours before you start work and you can train yourself to do this. I am not a morning person either. Like for me waking up at like 5 or 6 a.m., there's no way. If I When I went into the office at 8 a.m., I would wake up at 6 because I wanted to have that time and it felt so much better to me to have that time than to rush. So those are my general breakdowns of like kind of an ideal routine and how that can work. Now, setting boundaries. So it can be really hard to set boundaries in corporate, especially if you're a people pleaser or you just want to make others happy or you want to get promoted. But I guarantee that setting boundaries is still going to allow you to have good relationships with your colleagues and also be promoted. And not only that, but it is absolutely necessary if you want to have a healthy work-life balance. Without boundaries, you just cannot have a healthy work-life balance. So here's some examples of boundaries that you can and should be setting in your workplace. So no working overtime unless you're getting paid and you've been asked and you're okay with it. Take your lunch breaks. Like if people are trying to put meetings in during your lunch break, that's going to be a hard no. Turn off your work phone or any work notifications for apps before and after work hours. Like why is your work deciding when you want to see the notifications? How about you decide when you want to see the notifications? And when you want to see the emails, then you'll go into the app. You don't need your phone to tell you that. That is so rude, okay? That's how I like to see it. Don't send emails after hours. Like, especially if you're a manager, like that's setting a bad precedent for your team that you are sending emails after hours. Like, they don't need to know that you're working at 10 p.m., right? And you shouldn't be either. Why are you working at 10 p.m.? Then there's an issue with your workload, period. And this goes next to the next one is when you feel overworked, don't take on any more work. If you are overworked, say no. Say no. If you have conflicting meetings, Don't say you will attend both of them. Ask one of the people to move the time. It's not your job to manage everyone else's schedules. You only are supposed to manage your own. You don't need to respond to chat emails and messages immediately. And I will have some scripts down below, but like you do not, like you do not. I can't stress enough, like the majority of corporate jobs are not about life and death. Like you do not need to respond immediately. And then the next boundary is gossiping, which can be controversial. And you know, gossiping is fun. Don't get me wrong. But in a workplace, especially like, first of all, it's just not good vibes. Like if we're looking at the universe and vibes, like it's obviously not good vibes, but you know, it's also not going to be good for you long-term. I just don't love the gossip. So in terms of saying no to keep your boundaries, I'm going to give you some script examples that you can use. So similar to setting boundaries, like you want to be able to say no to things while also being able to keep good relationships. So I know that's really important. So I have a few scripts that I want to share that are going to help you. So I'm going to give different scenarios and then something that you can say, which will, you know, be a be a phrase that you can say that's still going to make sure you have those good relationships with people, but that you're still saying no. So when the situation is when you have too much work and you want to say no, you can say something like, thank you for the opportunity, but I'm currently unable to take on any new projects at this time. We love the corporate speak. Next scenario, when you want to push out the date of a project, let's say you get someone asks you to do a project, but you're busy. I understand the importance of this task, but I don't have the time or capacity right now. Can I start on it next week? So coming from a place of like, no, but 
this is when I can do it or this is how we can solve the problem is a really great way to approach situations in corporate. Like saying no, but then like here's my solution is so great. Not only like it helps, you know, get the situation moving, but it also shows the other person that you're collaborating with them, especially if it's kind of like upper management. They love that shit. Okay. Next situation is when they set up a meeting, but you have a conflict. One version you can say is that meeting time isn't isn't available for me. How about next Tuesday at 3 p.m.? Next version. I'm sorry. I can't attend because I have a prior engagement. Is there another time next week that works for you? And then third option is I'm taking lunch at the time, but I'm happy to chat with you at 4 p.m. or whatever the time is, right? You should be able to take your lunch, period, okay, period. Next situation, when the project they want you to do isn't in your scope of work. Ugh, don't we love that situation? Okay, this is what you can say. Thank you for thinking of me for this project, but I don't think it's in my scope of work. I'm happy to support you with XYZ instead. Or you can say like, I think – you know, Sarah would be better to ask about that or something like that. Again, you're saying no, but coming with a solution. We love that. This is mainly for managers, but it could be if you're not as well. When a team member needs support immediately. I remember I when I had three teams, there was a point where like I felt like a chicken with my head cut off. I literally didn't have two seconds to myself. And I went into the kitchen because I was talking to my – well, he wasn't my – we whatever. Someone I was – we ended up – being boyfriend and girlfriend after and dating and whatever. But like at that point, we were just talking. We went to the kitchen literally for five minutes to have some tea, just five minutes to chat. And my team member comes up to me with their laptop. I'm in the kitchen. She brings her laptop and goes, I need help with this immediately. And I'm like, okay, I will be there in five minutes. Put a smile on my face. And then she walked back. But I was like, it's literally I this is what I imagine like when you have kids and toddlers and they're like you go to the bathroom and they're like following you you don't have two minutes that's what it felt like in that six months when I had those three teens it was crazy so you can say something like hey x person's name hey Sarah absolutely I'm finishing up you know having this conversation and I'll be there in 30 minutes to support you they need the boundaries because if you say yes if I would have said yes to her in that situation been like oh yeah I'm talking to this you know person I'm interested in or chatting with but you know let me help you right now that would have set the precedent that I don't have me time and I'm sorry but everyone deserves me time in a corporate office I don't care if you're on the clock I literally worked like 10 12 hour days at that point I needed five minutes to have something to drink grab some tea and flirt a little bit like please let me have that okay Next situation, when you want to think before you respond to something, and I always recommend thinking before we respond to something. So this is example if like you get an email or if you get a chat message that's like kind of important, but you don't want to respond to it yet, you can just say something like, thank you for sending this over. I will take a look and get back to you by the end of the week. I love giving them a time frame because then it shows them exactly what they can expect. Obviously, then you need to send it by the end of the week or if you can't update them, but that communication should absolutely happen. I'm all about like over communicating all of that. Okay. When your manager wants to gossip, I actually had this situation where my manager, so I had a really good friend of mine in corporate, her and I were on the same level. And 
our manager heard some things about my friend. And so he was going around to different people asking if it was true or what the situation was. So he asked me and I was so uncomfortable because A, like even if she wasn't my friend, I didn't feel comfortable about it, but she was like my best friend at the time. And I did not feel comfortable, you know, gossiping or saying what I knew or anything. Like it just wasn't my business. So here's a couple things you can say. You can say, I understand you are concerned about X and I'm happy to support where needed. I will come up with an action plan to help support this team member. This is like if they want you to, you know, help them with a team member, if they're concerned about their performance or whatever you say, like, you know, if you feel like this person is struggling or any help, I'm happy to support them, but you don't need to go into the gossip. You don't need to confirm anything. You don't need to add anything. You can also say something like, I'm sorry you feel conflicted about X situation. I understand how it may be frustrating. I would prefer not to engage directly, but can support on X where needed. That's a little bit more forward and straight to the point of like, I don't want to engage. I understand, but I don't want to engage, but I will support you where I can, right? Like just having those two different options, depending on like how direct you are. I'm a very direct person as I've been told, which I didn't think I was, but I guess I am. And I don't have a problem telling people like, you know, I'm not going to do something if I feel strongly about it. So you can do that, but you can also have that more nuanced approach as well. So these are kind of some of my examples of scripts. These are some of the boundaries that you can set in corporate and the routines that you have. This is really just all about creating a structure so that you can have a better corporate experience. Because I think a lot of times when I see clients of mine struggling in corporate, it's not corporate itself. It's do they have the routines in place? Do they have self-care, time for self-care? Do they have time for themselves? Do they have boundaries set? And usually the answer is no to all of those things. And then as soon as we get to the point where I help the clients, you know, have all those boundaries, set up all those routines, everything, they feel so much better. And no, their workload didn't necessarily change. The people they work with didn't change, but they changed the way they think and feel about their work. And it makes all of the difference. And This is exactly what I teach my clients in my lifestyle design container. So if you are looking to upgrade your routine, set better boundaries, learn to say no, have scripts that you need for your life and want it to be super, super tailored, then definitely join my lifestyle design container. It is a one-to-one three-month program with me. I will help you directly and I will work with you to make sure that you create a life outside of your nine to five that is conducive to what you want so that your nine to five can be much more enjoyable and you can live a happier life. Everything will be linked in the show notes, but of course at coachdianadebolt.com. And if you have any other topics that you love for me to talk about on the podcast, specifically corporate related or not corporate related, please let me know. I'm always open to your feedback and what kind of topics you like. You can DM me on Instagram. That's probably the best way to do it. Everything will be linked in the show notes, my Instagram. That's probably the best way to do it. And I will give you, you know, I'd love to hear from you so that I can give you all the best podcasts and the topics that you enjoy the most. So I hope you love this. I'm really excited for y'all to listen to this and kind of implement these things. And of course, let me know all your thoughts and feedback on Instagram if you'd like. And join Lifestyle Design if you're ready for a life upgrade. I hope y'all have an amazing, amazing week and I'll catch you next time.
And if you love this episode, don't forget to follow the podcast and leave a review. And of course, you can follow me at Coach Deanna DeBolt on TikTok and Instagram. I'll catch you next time. 